Welcome to another Made in Manitoba, and we're excited to have Niverville's J.R. Sharon back on the program this weekend. We last visited with the singer-songwriter about two years ago, and he has new music to share with us tonight. Originally from Binscarth, J.R. is fresh off winning the 2022 Manitoba Country Music Awards Fan Choice Award. It was on that stage in Winnipeg last November. He debuted his latest song, Who You're Gonna Be, which we'll be featuring in just a bit. It's Made in Manitoba with a return visit from J.R. Sharon. We'll get things started after this. You're listening to another edition of Made in Manitoba. I'm co-host Chris Sumner. We're excited to have back on the program for the second time in about uh, two and a half years. That would be J.R. Sharon. We've got new music to highlight later on in the show, but J.R., for our audience joining us this evening, how about you take us through a little bit of your early days? Let's get to know you once again. I got into music when I was probably five, four or five years old. Started playing keyboard, piano, those kind of things, the, the stuff that my parents wanted me to play. Um, my dad was a musician, so he played keyboard, he played guitar, he played a little bit of saxophone, um, stuff like that. And he was uh, always pretty adamant that uh, that I was going to be performing at one point in time. He, uh, he was kind of into more of the outlaw style of music or the old school kind of traditional country. You know, the Willie Nelsons, the Waylon Jennings, the George Joneses, those guys. Um and uh, he, he kind of ingrained that in me through and through until I was, I don't know, probably around 10 years old and you get a little bit rebellious. You start listening to rock music and stuff because your parents are kind of pushing you in one specific direction. And then, uh, yeah, I, I stopped playing keyboard when I was probably 10, picked up the guitar for the first time, didn't like it. I absolutely hated it. In fact, I, I had a teacher who would press my fingers on the fretboard so hard that they would uh, almost start to bleed. So that wasn't any fun. And um, yeah, flash forward, probably uh, four years from there, um, my dad passed away and I used it as a, a method of, of coping or a, a method of kind of grieving. Um, and that's kind of when I got back into the uh, into the guitar, I took some lessons again, and then um, lessons probably went on for about a month. And, and from there, I kind of just learned by ear and picked things up and um, flash forward like the summer of 2010, I think we played our first show. It was terrible. Uh, just a bunch of small town guys uh, playing some some what we would I, I guess modern rock music at uh, our local Canada Day celebration. And uh, yeah, we just continued to get hopefully better from there. <laughs> you know, it's interesting. Uh, it's interesting, Jr. That um, you mentioned that whole uh, therapy aspect, right? Uh, with yeah. music being yeah. a creative outlet, that comes up so often when we're talking with artists and how they initially got into music or in your case, why you picked it up again, do you find that, you know, performing on stage or writing, uh, is that still therapy for you? Totally. It is Chris. Yeah. I think it's, uh, I think it's the highest form of therapy for me. I mean, I'll throw on a set of headphones if I'm feeling down or if I've got something going on in my life or I'll pick up the guitar, I'll start writing a song. And I think just transitioning those, those words from, you know, that emotion that you feel are those thoughts and, and actually putting them on paper, putting a melody to them and, and singing them. I think that, uh, like I said, I think it's the highest form of therapy. But um, even more so than that, I feel like if I'm going through this situation right now, um, whether it be a, a happy or sad situation, a death or um, a birth or anything along those lines, I feel like there's other people going through that exact same um, situation and and either grieving or celebrating. And I think it's super important to 
put that therapy into something that's going to be there forever so that they can listen to it. And um, I, I think that's the most important part of people going to a music show or turning on the radio, right? They can put those feelings away for a little bit and, and kind of be soothed by, by that music. When you use music uh, in that way, uh, when you're using your creative outlet, you're really vulnerable, right? You're really leaving yourself open to to conversation and the reflection and thoughts of others. Has that ever really crossed your mind as something as, oh, well, that's, that's a little scary, or did you just dive right into it? I think it did cross my mind at one point. I mean, with our first single we ever released, it was called Song For You. Um, and I wrote that, you know, 10, 12 years after my, my dad had passed away, but I could never perform it. Um, it was something that was just for myself. And uh, and then one day I, I started playing it, and it, it kind of made me feel really good. It, it, I was at a point in that uh, kind of grieving period where things were a lot better. And so, yeah, I think it did cross my mind where, okay, this is really scary. It, it, it hurts me to actually play this song, or it's very, very vulnerable. It's sharing pieces of my life that maybe some people didn't know about. Um, but, yeah, I, I feel like part of the part of the process in writing a song or grieving or celebrating or anything is is getting over that hump and being able to face it becoming stronger from it yeah when you perform song for you now uh you know a few years after it was released but like you said many years after it was written what goes through your mind when you're on stage when you're playing those chords when you're singing those words yeah you know i, I think the same thing goes through my mind the the day that i wrote it right like that's this is a song for not just for my dad, but for anyone who's ever lost someone. It can be a mother, it can be a, a son, friend, whatever, family member. Um, it could be your dog for crying out loud, right? It's just, uh, um, it's just that that pure raw emotion, and it's always hard to uh, to get through that one without breaking down in some way, shape, or form. But you just feel so powerful from it because you're celebrating that person's life. Now, playing music is is one thing, but to decide or or to find yourself drawn to songwriting, that's an entirely different beast when it comes to musical expression. Did you make a conscious decision to songwrite, or was it a kind of an organic growth out of you picking up that guitar and starting to pluck away? I would say a little bit of both. It was maybe nature and nurture. Um, like my dad wrote quite a few songs that well didn't go anywhere because he didn't put them anywhere he didn't try and get them out but um he always had that uh kind of creative side and he pushed me to uh write songs and sing and all of that good stuff and um yeah so a a little bit of both I, i did make a conscious decision at one point hey i think this poem sounds really cool but it would sound better with music and i can finally play the guitar now so let's see what it sounds like and probably wasn't very good but uh i don't know maybe a song to release one day Dark is coming Well I am so sick of running The road is long, life's too short Some days I wish I could stop I saw your face the other day
running. J.R. Sharon is our guest this weekend on Made in Manitoba, and that was his song, Thinking About Today. We'll get into J.R.'s big Manitoba Country Music Award win after the break, and also spend time chatting about his new single, Who You're Gonna Be. The song was inspired by the birth of J.R.'s son, Porter, and those early moments of reflecting on knowing you soon will have a newborn in your life. That song and more conversation on Made in Manitoba. After this. The songwriting that you've done obviously led to that debut EP impression, and that was a couple of years ago, back now in 2020. So since it's released, we're coming up, you know, give or take two and a half, almost three years. What has the career been like since then? It was a big thing when we released it. Uh, We had been, I think we tried tried to release that EP like four or five times, and things just weren't lining up because of uh, obviously the world situation, pandemic and everything. I don't want to beat a dead horse, but uh, we just kept, we were stopped from from having that gig to kind of go along with that EP release. So 
it finally kind of like trotted its way through December and we got the release show we wanted. There was uh, more restrictions released or whatever at that point, but it, it kind of just jogged along for a while. And then we started noticing spikes on specific singles and stuff. And um, this past summer was the first actual cumulative period or the first summer that we could actually kind of tour it and uh, play those songs for people and it got incredible reception. We really started to see that growth curve, we'll say. Um, and yeah, it's uh, it's been just booming ever since, um, which is really a testament to, you know, live music and radio and it actually being played somewhere, right? Last few months of uh, 2022 were uh, pretty all right. I'd say for you, JR, you know, Manitoba Country Music Award 2022 Fans Choice Award. Talk about that. Pretty cool experience. I mean, um, so much incredible talent in Manitoba. And I think that's just going through the roof now. I mean, we're up against people like, you know, Kendra K, Patrick, Emma Peterson, Brandy Vesna. I mean, uh, there's there were tons of great acts in that category. And um, I've said it over and over again. I don't think I have the most fans, but I think I may have the most loyal. And I think they really came out for uh, for that Fans Choice Award. And we weren't expecting anything at that uh, at that first award show or ceremony, right? We, uh, like I said, this summer was our first real time to kind of tour things and and push stuff out there. So, in all honesty, total total transparency. I think for that award, I was on my phone. I think I was texting my mom or something, and they called my name, and I was like. Wait a minute. I won. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're kind of up against a star-studded cast, right? And uh, yeah, things went our way. We had a great performance and everything that night too, and got to showcase the new single coming out. So yeah, it was uh, incredible, incredible experience. Let's talk a little bit about that new single. I know our music director uh, Eva Hyde here uh, to say she was excited when she first heard it would be the understatement of the year. I believe the quote was, we're going to play this so much on our radio stations, I think was the exact quote. Who you're going to be, I mean, that's kind of the uh, same thing we chatted about. It's kind of that raw emotion behind uh, behind a moment, right? I wrote that song almost two years ago, I guess, when uh, my wife and I found out that uh, she was pregnant with our firstborn. So um, in those scenarios, whether you're an expectant parent or you're a grandparent or anyone in relation to someone having that child, you don't know who they're going to be. Um you don't know where they're going to go. You don't know if they're going to be more like mom or more like dad or someone else maybe. Um, and it's it's kind of about how quick that all goes. Um, are you going to be more like grandpa or grandma? Or what are you going to do for a living? Um, are you going to be shy? Are you going to be outgoing? Um, it just talks about the, that emotion that you experience and those thoughts um, when you find out that you're, uh, you've got a little one coming into your life. Did uh, did your wife have any input into the song as you were creating it, or? Oh, she sure did. Yeah, yeah, she sure did. I think uh, I think we went over that one probably three or four times after I thought I had finalized kind of the writing. Um, and uh, yeah, she had little uh, little quips and stuff that uh, she thought we should add, and I'm glad she did because the song wouldn't have been the same without those. Now, now, is it fair to connect that the uh, the the little person that is that is on the album cover of the single is is the same little person that inspired the song? Yeah, it sure is. That's uh, that's our son. His name's Porter. Um, obviously, yeah, he inspired the song, but he uh, that's him. I think he was maybe four months old or something like that. So still pretty young. How long was it before Porter was uh, quote unquote out and about uh, that before you played the song? Did you play him the song? I'm sure you had to. 
so kind of a little throwback here when I guess my parents or my mom was pregnant with me, she used to take headphones and she'd put them on her belly so that, uh, so that uh, I guess I could hear the music and maybe that's why I am today the, the way I am. But when we had that, uh, we had that song in demo form, we did the same kind of thing. We, uh, we put those headphones on, on my wife's uh, stomach and yeah, hopefully he got, uh, he got some of that musical creativity.
We wrap up tonight's Made in Manitoba with the latest single from J.R. Sharon, who you're going to be. And you may have heard, right at the very start of the song, it included his son's ultrasound heartbeat. Mm, very cool. A big thank you to J.R. for coming back to the program to catch up on what he's been up to. Keep an eye out for him on this summer's concert scene across southern Manitoba and beyond. This is Made in Manitoba, and thank you for listening. I'm Michelle Sawatsky. For my co-hosts, Chris Sumner and Zach Drieger, good night. Good night.